Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris of Velosos, and you're listening to So Organized Style Podcast. Grab a cuppa and relax. So Organized Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome back to today's Socialist Vinyl, All Butts Welcome podcast, featuring Leila Kelleher of Munna and Broad Patterns as we discuss pants fitting on your rear. So let's get started. Hi, Leila. Hi, thanks so much for having me on, Rhea. Oh, you're most welcome. And our listeners will probably realise that while you live in Canada, you don't have a Canadian accent. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm originally from Australia, but I've lived in Canada for quite some time now. I've lived in Canada since 2007. And then before that, I was two years in the USA. I've now, in terms of my adult life, I've now lived longer, my, you know, beyond 18, away from Australia than in Australia. So it's kind of funny, but Australians always think that I sound like American <laughs> and Canadians and Americans think I sound very Australian. So I'm kind of stuck, I think. You're in a good space. <laughs> now, I always ask this of everybody, and I'm sure our listeners know, but where can people find you on social media? So on social media, I pretty much only use Instagram. So my Instagram handle is at Leela underscore Sos. Leela is spelled L-E-I-L-A underscore Sos. Can you tell us about Moona and Broad Patterns? Yeah. Moona and Broad is a pattern company that Jess and Jess is at Fat Bob and Girl on Instagram. We started it together about 18 months ago. Um, well, we just knew each other very peripherally on Instagram, as you do. And my background, I went to TAFE for fashion production. So like uh, college for fashion production, but then didn't really sew for myself for a lot of years and then got back into it when I was a bit frustrated with not being able to find the patterns that I wanted to sew for myself in my size. So then I got into pattern making for myself again. And then I guess I realized, well, maybe some other people might like these patterns too. But I think at the time I had fewer than a hundred followers on Instagram. And so I thought, well, there's no point in trying to release a pattern if nobody knows it's there because it's a lot of work and effort. So I teamed up with Jess and it's turned out to just be fantastic. Our skills are very complementary of each other. She takes care of all of the website and all of the customer service and that end. And I just take care of the, the patterns and the grading and the instruction writing and that kind of thing. And she's a great copy editor. So it's really perfect. So we make modern patterns and the hip size that we start at is 41 and a half inches, which is 105 centimeters. And then our typical range, the hip goes up to 71.5 inches or 182 centimeters. But if our patterns are too small for somebody, then I will grade up the pattern at no extra charge for them. So it's not a custom grade, it's grading up our size chart, but we don't test those larger sizes above the 71 and a half inch hip. We think it's an important service to offer so that large sewers can sew their own clothes. So Moona and Broad Patterns are catering to larger sewer sizes then? Yes. So about 105 centimetre hips. So that's that 41 and a half inch hip. I think it's about a US size 12. In most people's books, that isn't really plus size. So we don't really describe ourselves as being plus size, but we don't make patterns for very small people. <laughs> okay. No, that's good to know. The reason you're here is to add more advice to help sewists get a better butt fit with their trousers. 
We've spoken to Sarah Veblen and Ray Cumbie with their pattern fitting experience. So tell me, Leela, what's your experience and advice that you'd give people when it comes to fitting trousers, making the fit around your derriere better? I think the best advice I can give, and it's so frustrating and I feel so bad, is it takes time and experience. I think, you know, luckily as sewists, you know, we are used to seeing patterns and especially if you're mainly sewing for yourself, then you get used to kind of seeing what kind of shape is going to fit your bottom well. I would say that it's really important to start with a pattern that is designed for your body. You know, as a pattern company, we mainly deal with people in large bodies. And so there are specific pattern shapes that we use. Our jeans pattern, for example, has two different butt shape options because there's obviously a wide variety of shapes and sizes of bottoms in the world. And so we try our best to cater for that. And then actually in the jeans, we have a process, the like actual construction process steps you through fitting them during the construction process as well, because it is definitely very challenging and jeans especially are very challenging to fit. I do think it's important to start with a pattern that fits you. And in most patterns, that means that probably you're not at either extreme end of the size chart for that pattern company. It's much better to be a little bit inside or preferably in the middle, but a little bit inside those extreme ends because Sometimes what can happen in grading is things can get a little bit skewed depending on who's doing the grading and how far they're grading away from their sample size. Right. Also, you know, I would just say, look on Instagram, look at the hashtags and see if you can see some people who have bodies that are like your own and assess the bottom fit (laughs) on them and see if you think that that would work for your body as well. Because it's very hard if you have to make a million adjustments to a pants pattern, it's, it can get really frustrating. And sometimes what happens is you make a change to one aspect and then it messes up another part that was perfect before. And then you start having to like make compromises. The other thing that I would say is to not overfit. Sometimes we would make a toile or a muslin in calico in Australia or in muslin in the USA. It's the same fabric yes. but with different names. <laughs> I would say it is the most unforgiving fabric you can possibly twirl or muslin in. It will show every wrinkle, even a wrinkle that isn't really even there. <laughs> People sometimes go to great lengths to make their muslin or twirl just fit perfectly with a fabric that is not actually very similar to the one that they'll end up with. And it can cause great frustrations. You know, it's good for like, if you're really not sure about a pattern, go for a twirl or a muslin in calico or muslin but then as soon as you can try and get into a similar weight of fabric to do a good twirl and especially if it's pants that you want to really get right like a tailored trouser or a jeans (laughs) that kind of thing I hope that would help people (laughs) oh I think it does I mean I'm wearing a pair of jeans I made them probably four years ago it's a jolly pattern and the fabric is has no stretch and I did that on purpose and it's been how many years and now it's finally softened So if I was to have fitted it at the time, as you said, there were a lot of bumps and lumps, but they've kind of smoothed out now or else I filled them out, one or the other. (laughs) Yeah, one or the other. I mean, and the other thing is that over time, like most of the time, you know, if you're posing for a photo for Instagram or whatever, you're still in real life. You're not really standing just so most of the time you've got your legs crossed or you're walking or moving. And so your pants are never going to sit exactly the way you're staring at yourself in your mirror, in your sewing room or in your wardrobe as you would to fit them. So it's okay for there to be 
for it to not be the absolute perfect fit because also sometimes, especially if you're sewing from like a non-stretch fabric with no give at all and you overfit them, then sitting could be a bit of a problem and you might end up bursting a seam or something like that and we don't want that. <laughs> or else the centre back seam might not be long enough and so heaven help people who are looking from behind when you're sitting down. Exactly. I'm curious, how did you come to having two bottom shapes for your jeans pattern? Well, part of it is that Jess and I have very different bottom shapes. Jess and I actually have similar measurements in our hip and our waist, but the way that that is achieved is quite different. And in my day job, I'm a biomechanist. So I'm used to like looking at bodies kind of analytically. Mm. I think it really has helped in terms of my pattern making as well, like in terms of being able to kind of translate some of that. For example, quite a lot of people have soft tissue over their sacral area, like over their sacrum, which is just above their butt crack. And there might be some soft tissue there. And I have that. And that's, some people call it a shelf, but it's like a, like a shelf of fabric. And what it means is that their bottom kind of comes out almost at a 90 degree angle for a time. And then can sometimes like drop down suddenly like a cliff, another 90 degree angle. So it's almost like a chair shape. And that is quite challenging to fit. And then other people, so Jess, for example, has a much smoother kind of transition from her waist down to the fullest part of her bottom. Most patterns are made for the second shape, the smoother transition. There aren't many that are made for this shelf butt. And so we really want to make sure we included that because especially once you get past a certain hip girth, it's very, very common for people to have that. And so we just wanted to make sure that as many people were going to get the best fit they can. When it comes to making sure that the jeans fit well for the various shapes, do you use darts at all? Our jeans pattern has a curved yoke, which is where the shaping is achieved. And it is challenging to adjust a curved yoke for people, absolutely. There's some tips, definitely something that I sometimes recommend actually that is that people get their toile and they unpick the center bit of that yoke seam, leave the center back intact, leave the side seams intact, unpick that little bit of the kind of yoke seam, but leave it like still like folded up, the seam allowance still folded up and under, put them on again and then repin it, just like overlap it as needed and then repin it like that'll have a friend repin it probably or mark it with a pen or something. So you maintain that yoke shape, because one of the difficult things with a jeans yoke is sometimes if you're taking out too much height in that, you end up with a little skinny yoke that's like a pencil. <laughs> you get rid of the yoke completely. And obviously we don't want that because it's a like important style line in jeans. We want to maintain that kind of triangular yoke shapes. So that definitely is a challenge. If you're having extra fullness somewhere, then you might want to straighten out the curve a little bit, have it a little bit less curved. So it's really a lot of trial and error. You know, jeans are a really hard thing to sew. It's definitely not something that I would suggest for a beginner, for sure. When you get people ask you about fitting pants for their backsides, what are the most common um, solutions do you provide them with? So, you know, there's a variety of sewers out there and everyone's got various shapes. So what are the more common tips and tricks you've given people when they've come and DM'd you what we always suggest is for our patterns is that they email us with a photograph because a photograph, you know, it helps us diagnose so many things, of course. But I will say that sometimes some people have a larger high hip measurement 
than a full hip measurement, like a full hip in inverted commas, because sometimes it's not the fullest point. And especially if they have like a, a low hanging like belly in the front, then their high hip measurement might include some of that belly and therefore be quite a bit larger than what we would typically see as, um, you know, on some people would be their fullest part, which might be lower down. So when you're measuring, you would still take your hip measurement at that kind of teardrop shape of your bum, but then you might take another kind of intermediate measurement between your waist and your hips somewhere, just so you can describe that. And then you might use that to inform how you're going to adjust your pattern. Fabric will generally hang from the widest point. So, you know, if that is your low hip or if it's your high hip, it doesn't really matter. The fabric will hang off of there from the sides. I think that you just want to make sure that firstly, that there's enough space there, of course. And you might be doing a full tummy adjustment. You might be doing a full butt adjustment or like in the Muna and Broad patterns, we have those already built in. You usually don't need to do those. Then we just assess the fit from there. And usually it's pretty individualized advice, to be honest. What we do in our patterns is we do have some extra space for that extra soft tissue that some people have on top of their the shelf butt, on top of their sacrum, just to take care of there being enough fabric there so that the back of the pants doesn't pull down. We have a little, some extra fabric at the center back just to like take care of that in most of our pants, but not everybody needs that. And so getting rid of that aspect on one of our patterns can just be as easy as just like cutting it off. <laughs> cutting off a centimeter at the top, just blending into the side seam. And that might be all that's required. Or sometimes it might be increasing the crotch point extension. That's a very common adjustment to do. So if you're hungry bum, or if it's pulling through the front, if it's pulling through your crotch between your legs through the front, and you're getting maybe a bit of camel toe or something like that, then you might need a front crotch point extension. So that would be adding maybe an inch or so of crotch point blending into nothing through the thigh. And some people might need both of those things. Sometimes you can do, you might think it's the back and add it on the back. And then you realize that it's pulling forward to the front and that you actually needed to add it to the front instead. But that's not really such a big deal. If you're twirling or muslining and you think that might be your problem, you don't have to make a totally new twirl or muslin. You can just cut out a long, I guess I sauce triangle. Is that what it is? <laughs> a piece of fabric. A piece of fabric, a wedge of fabric, <laughs> a long <wedge>. triangle. <laughs> and like just unpick a little bit of the crotch seam, a little bit of the inseams and just sew that in to see if that helps. Just to like mock it up to see, oh, I think this is the problem. Let's just sew in a bit of fabric and give it a bit, a bit of extra space and see if that does the trick. And if it does, great. Then you can transfer that onto your pattern. And if not, then maybe it's something else. <laughs> So if someone is looking to start making trousers or pants, what's your advice as to where they should start? You know, they've had the experience maybe of making masks and they've, you know, they're a new sewer and they've had a go at making T-shirts and skirts and now they want to do either sweatpants or jeans. What advice would you give them? So my advice would be to start with an elastic waisted pant because there's one less thing to worry about the fit of. And you can just worry about the lower crotch area, which is the most challenging part to fit. So I would just say, you know, a pull-on pair of pants in a woven fabric. And that's just because if you can fit a woven fabric pant, you can fit a knit pant, no problem. <laughs> so it's just a really good way to up your skill level, I think. You've suggested that people email you about any fit areas that they have with the patterns. 
How many emails do you get every week? We get some emails. The best emails we get for fit advice are ones that have a photograph already in it because otherwise what tends to happen is people will ask a question, but it's hard to diagnose without photos. So, you know, they'll email us, we'll see the photo, make some suggestions, and sometimes there'll be several back and forth. And we're really happy, honestly, to help people out to make sure that our patterns are fitting right for them. To be honest, we don't get that many emails and we get a, quite a few emails with people who are just want to let us know how happy they are with the fit. So that's, those are obviously amazing to get. Good. That's great. <laughs> Sometimes it could be somebody who I already have a relationship with on Instagram and then it might just be a casual like DM back and forth. Sometimes people just need help selecting an appropriate size for their body, especially people who haven't been able to sew patterns in their size before. They can be nervous about it being the right size. So sometimes they would size up inadvertently, which is not required in our patterns. Sometimes we're giving advice on just which size to choose. And then I think that another tip really for any sewist, but especially like a beginning sewist, is learning how to measure yourself. I created a resource on my Instagram that tells you how to measure yourself no matter what size body you have. And I think that, you know, just in society, we get very bogged down with things like the smallest point or the largest point, that kind of thing. When it's not always the case, you know, as we're talking about with the full high hip measurement, which might be a larger measurement than what might be your true hip. That can be confusing for people. Or if you say that the waist is the smallest part, but if the person, their um, smallest part might be like right below where their bra band sits, you know, for example, and that's not where their waist sits because otherwise there'd be so much distance between their hip and their waist. It's not going to work like that on a pattern. So I think having that understanding that it's, it might not be your smallest point or your largest point, but that's just where those positions are and that's how it works for a pattern. And then you'll adapt the pattern to like perfectly fit your body, but it's a good jumping off point so that you're starting at least with the correct size. That's good advice. Great. Thanks so much. Leela, thank you for coming on to Socialist Podcast today for our All Butts Welcome theme. It's been great to meet you finally and hear the advice that you've got for sewers about get a better butt fitting pants result <laughs> thanks so much Maria. it was a pleasure and have a lovely day listeners this socialist episode of soul organized style podcast was produced by me maria thea harris with permission of Layla callaher sound by bensound.com you can subscribe to soul organized style podcast but with an s not a z on all good podcast apps post any questions or suggestions you have on our instagram account at soul organized style or on our website at www.soulorganisedstyle.com or in our Facebook page. Make sure you go back and listen to our Socialist Podcast Archive. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone. <laughs>